the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic. I will be your host for today's nonprofit MBA podcast. And I am, of course, co-founder of Financing Solutions. And for those of you who don't know Financing Solutions, we are the leading provider in the United States of lines of credit for small nonprofits. Yes, there is a company that specializes in lines of credit for you. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more to get a simple offer letter to see how much you qualify for, please visit our, uh, us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Uh, and, you know, to, we actually have the founder as our guest today of, of, the person, of the company that sponsors the Nonprofit MBA Podcast. And that is uh, the, uh, the, the company that sponsors it is Arrays. Uh, Arrays' Fast Fund Online is a cloud-based system that seamlessly integrates nonprofit accounting software, uh, uh, fund accounting, fundraising, and payroll in a single solution. It's designed by CPAs. Fast Online is helping nonprofits be more accountable, transparent, and provides proper stewardship of donor funds. Uh, and, you know, I listen, I'm a big proponent. I've been having my own businesses for 30 years. I think finding software that specializes in your industry is just smart. Um, and a lot of people use QuickBooks and, you know, you try to make it work and he's, you know, really does a great job with this type of accounting software for nonprofits that are smaller or bigger. So uh, if you want to uh, visit their website, it's arrays.com. It's A-R-A-I-Z-E.com or call 847 847- Two six one nine six zero five. So today's topic, of course, we're going to pick the experts' brain. It's Joe Serrano, uh, uh, and Joe uh, has been the CEO of Arrays, and he's got uh, Joe has ten years of experience as a CPA in a public accounting firm, and he specializes in auditing, consulting nonprofits. Uh, with nonprofits. With 36 years of experience providing software solutions to nonprofits, Joe is dedicated to helping nonprofits be more accountable and more sustainable so they can better fulfill their mission. Joe, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. Thank you, Steve, and happy 2023 to everyone. Yeah, so it's uh, January 10th as the recording of this date, so we're all trying to pick up the pieces from our holidays and trying to get motivated to get back to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I asked Joe to come back every month now because I really liked his last two podcasts that he did with us as the industry expert when it comes to financial areas. And today he's going to be talking about how to pick the best nonprofit accounting software. And so, Joe, I mean, tell me a little bit before we kind of get a little bit more deeper into this topic. Why did you kind of get into uh, building a raise? Well, I'm, I'm a CPA um, by um, education and um, in trade for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was um, licensed in the state of New York um, as a CPA and the firm I worked for, the majority of our clients were nonprofits. We did audits for them. We did their accounting. We did consulting and bookkeeping. So it was from that experience that we developed um, our uh, accounting for nonprofits. So I hate to date myself, but uh, our, the 
company that preceded Arrays was called IDS. It was based in New York. Uh, Arrays, um, IDS became Arrays in the 90s. But back in those days, um, when uh, PCs were just being introduced in the early 80s, my partner at the time thought it would be a great idea to develop uh, accounting software for our clients, since there really wasn't um, any good solutions um, in the in the nonprofit accounting field at that time. It, right at that time, there were some new accounting applications being um, developed and marketed to small businesses, but there really wasn't uh, a good option for nonprofits. So we started the company in the early 80s and um, were moderately successful. I actually took a little bit of a sabbatical from the accounting and uh, industry for a while, but then came back in the late 90s. And that's when um, IDS uh, merged with another company and became Arrays. And in 1997, I became the CEO. So um, it's been in uh, kind of in ingrained in my blood. I mean, almost my whole work career has been working in accounting and in nonprofits. So uh, our, our fast fund online system, uh, we, we feel that it is a very um, affordable, comprehensive solution um, that handles uh, the accounting, donor management, and payroll needs for most nonprofits. Our our clients range in size from real small, less than $50,000 a year in, in gross revenue, and they only have to file a 990 postcard with the IRS, up to, I believe, our largest client is around $20 million in revenue. We have some quasi-governmental agencies that are um, they're like nonprofit, but they're government-run, so they have to follow the same accounting principles. So I believe, uh, again, our fast fund system is uh, designed to meet most nonprofits uh, accounting needs. So, so a QuickBooks, I would assume is one of the largest accounting softwares that nonprofits use. Um, uh, is that, is that fair to say? Well, I'd say QuickBooks is the most popular accounting application in all businesses. Um, yes. Right. They, they, you know, they, they started out as a glorious checkbook, a product called Quicken, and it was basically designed to help manage your personal finances. And that Quicken application um, grew into QuickBooks, and um, it it is the most popular application out there. There's you know QuickBooks Desktop, which Intuit is slowly trying to sunset and move everyone into the subscription model, which is uh, the online version, which most software companies are now moving in that direction. But it's a um, it's a great package for a business. It, it's pretty comprehensive. The biggest problem is it does not do nonprofit accounting. You mentioned it earlier that, you know, while it will do your basic accounting, you can record your receipts, you can record, record your expenses and disbursements generate um, income statements and balance sheets. But when it comes to proper nonprofit reporting, no matter how you slice and dice it and try to manipulate QuickBooks to do proper reporting, it's just not designed to do it. Intuit actually has a um, vertical application called QuickBooks for nonprofits. And essentially, the only difference between the regular version of QuickBooks and QuickBooks for nonprofits is sales receipts are called pledge receipts and clients are called donors. Other than that, it is exactly the same application. Tell me when you're 
being uh, just generic, uh, looking at all different types of accounting uh, software for nonprofits, what uh, you know, the, the number one thing we mentioned is that it that accounting software for any industry should be it's much better if it's verticalized. If it's you know, it's if in this case, if it's for nonprofits, so that would be a key thing. What yeah. what what else would you say? Is well, really important. Um, the first thing is when you take a look at a off-the-shelf accounting application, um, they they have, um, I mean, basic accounting principles. At the end of your fiscal year, the end of your accounting year, your profit or loss is rolled into your owner's equity. So, the majority of off-the-shelf accounting applications only have a single owner's equity account where the profit and loss is rolled into and rolled into the next uh, fiscal year. In the nonprofit world, depending on how the organization has set up their, their financial, their books, there, may, there might be multiple closing entry um, for each of their funds. So in the nonprofit uh, world, a fund is like having a separate company within your company. Uh, when you have to report, if you want to be GAAP compliant, generally accepted accounting principles compliant, your financial statements have to reflect uh, two different classes of what are referred to as net assets or funds, which is equal to owner's equity. And that is without donor designations, meaning all of the revenue received um, has no strings attached. So it has with, without donor designations. And then with donor designations means revenue that you received that has a specific purpose. So there are strings attached. So that's the number one thing that a off-the-shelf commercial accounting application cannot do. You, it does not give you the ability to have multiple year-end closing entries. So any nonprofit that's using a, a, a package like QuickBooks um, has to uh, manually calculate that amount and so it, it creates um, a lot of extra work and potentially, it, again, depending on the size of the organization, if they have an annual audit, it just makes the audit a little bit more difficult. Is QuickBooks good with uh, manual audits, uh, manual entries? Um, sure. Yeah, you yeah. can enter your receipts and disbursements and, you know, schedule checks to be printed. Uh, yeah, so it's really, um, it, it, it. QuickBooks is a, is a very powerful tool. I mean, Intuit's been around for a long time. They've invested a lot of, you know, R and D and making the product better. And, and is, you know, if I was a regular business, um, which I am, but most regular businesses could do very well with QuickBooks. The what really separates accounting applications for vertical markets is besides your basic accounting, you know, what does your business do, and how does your accounting software integrate with other third-party applications required for your business, whether it's billing, you know, so if you're a services firm and you have to do a lot of billing, you know, you want to make sure you have software that can accommodate billing, you know, for all of your um, employees out to your clients. Um, in the nonprofit world, it's managing um, on the accounting side, managing grants, your grant receivables and grant reporting, being able to generate grant budgets, and grant budget to actual reports. Uh, there's also um, in some nonprofits the need to uh, allocate costs. And what I mean by that is um, some funding sources for nonprofits will 
reimburse the, the nonprofit for indirect costs. So their management in general expenses, which is another uh, uh, unique characteristic of nonprofits is where all of your expenses have to be broken down by what I refer to as three functional areas. Your, there's your mission-based program, your support services, which is management in general, and fundraising. So uh, some grantors will allow nonprofits to charge a portion of their administrative costs to the grant as an indirect cost. So there are applications that can accommodate that where you don't have to do a data dump into, into a spreadsheet in Excel to calculate your indirect cost reimbursements. And then finally, there's managing your fundraising. So you don't um, treat a donation or a charitable gift or fundraising event revenue as a regular cash receipt because you need to segregate um, your contributions received from your donors to enable you to, to recognize and send out donor receipts to the donors, separate the receipts from, from program service revenue and other revenue. And then when you do your 990, your charitable contributions also have to be segregated from your other uh, revenue, which could be grant revenue or program service revenue. So there's a lot of different things that nonprofits yeah. have to do that other businesses don't. So let's just look at it from a generic standpoint, and that is uh, independent of a raise. Um, if you were working for a nonprofit right now and you're the executive director and you said, yes, I got to get some new software, tell me the things that you would specifically look for uh, that, what questions or things that you would look for if you're speaking to the vendors? Well, first thing is, um, as uh, the executive director of, of the nonprofit, let's say the nonprofit is large enough that they have to file a 990. You know, a full 990, mean, that means their revenue is over $250,000 a year. So the first thing um, that you have to, um, the first thing that the software product has to do for you, your, your, your application that you're looking to evaluate, is it has to have the ability to segregate all of your revenue by donor designation. Is it, is it designated for a specific purpose or is it revenue that has no strings attached? And then when you record all your expenses, you have to be able to break down those expenses at a minimum by um, one category, uh, you know, whether it's a program-based expense a, or a man management general or fundraising expense. Now, some nonprofits have multiple programs, so they might have a, a food pantry or a homeless shelter or a counseling center. So each one of those are different programs. And, and then depending on your funding sources, you know, are you receiving government funding or uh, private foundation funding, you know, grants? Some grantors require that you track uh, how you spend each dollar associated with that grant. So you have to have a subset under your program to break out your multiple grants or funding sources. So um, there, there could be three or four layers of of reporting when you record your transaction. Yeah, so I, I guess what you're saying is when you're speaking to various accounting software companies for nonprofits, you, you need to ask them very specific questions about the things that you weren't able to do before mm -hmm. and say, how do you handle that now? How do you handle this now? How do you handle that now? Mm -hmm. And they better have an answer for every single one. I'm, I'm just curious. 
when you're trying to do some of that stuff with QuickBooks and you call them, what what's do they usually have a workaround? I'm assuming they have a workaround. Well, QuickBooks, the people, the nonprofits that we speak to um, that uh, are interested in in arrays, uh, they're typically using what QuickBooks calls classes. Other other applications might call them tags to enable them to track um, an expense. So let's say you have a telephone expense. For a business, it goes into one bucket, telephone. You know, of course, if a business has multiple locations, you know, they're tracking by location. So you get, you need a little bit more sophisticated software. So you need to be able to say, okay, I'm paying this telephone bill and X percent goes to management in general. Another X percent goes to fundraising. And then the balance gets split to our multiple programs. So when you record that $1,000 payment for um, your telephone bill, you have to be able to split it. So with QuickBooks, you could use classes to do that, which is fine. But then if you need a subset underneath the class by grant code or location code, um, then QuickBooks falls short because it only gives you one layer of reporting underneath the, the line item expense, and that's the class. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so it could do it. And if you're not that complicated in terms of your funding and your reporting requirements, and, and if you don't require an audit, then QuickBooks could work. So ask them, okay, so the first thing was ask them, like what we said, ask them specific questions in regards to the things that you have problems with with the existing software and see how they do it, mm-hmm. right? What's the second thing that if you're looking at other accounting software that you should look at? Well, when you're buying software, obviously you're investing um, in you know, learning the software, making sure that your staff is on board and making that transition to new software. And it's not a single purchase. You're, you're creating a hopefully lifetime relationship with the software vendor because uh, you need support. You, there's no software package that you're going to install and not require some help getting it set up. And because nonprofit accounting is, is more complicated than for-profit accounting, you want to make sure that the, the software vendor or the consultants that are working for the software vendor understand nonprofit accounting, understand you know, the complexities of, of how it should be set up for your organization to make sure that management for the nonprofit is able to generate the proper financial reporting you know, that gives them the information they need you know, to measure their program's um, sustainability. A nonprofit needs to know if they're running multiple programs, are we bringing in enough revenue to cover our expenses for the program so it's sustainable? You know, a nonprofit doesn't mean you can't make a profit. It just means you're not taxed on your profits. A a successful nonprofit should have a large um, reserve um, for day, you know, for months or years where they don't, you know, might have a, a little bit of a drain on their resources. So it's, it's really the ability to manage um, their programs, make, measure to make sure the programs uh, are running at a sustainable level and uh, being able to plan for you know, future growth and um, future changes and potential funding and funding sources. I got a crazy question for you. I, it just came to my mind. I never really thought of it before, but let's say a nonprofit owns a building. Mm-hmm. 
And in for in a for business in a for profit business, you depreciate that building. Right now, you do it because there's a tax benefit behind that. But do you depreciate a building for a nonprofit? Sure. Why? Well, um, only because you don't want to um, expense the entire cost of the building in one year. I mean, it is a depreciable expense that that also is an investment. So you know the the building is going to appreciate. Um, and so you want to make sure that the book value of the asset is, is shows, I mean, it's a, it's an asset. So if you expense it, it's not going to show up as an asset. That's gotcha. number one. If you have a million dollar building and you yep. expense it, it's not going to show up on your balance sheet. Yeah. But, but that, it is an asset. It's a, you know, an appreciable asset. So the first one we said was, Ask specific questions about how they do certain things. Second one was um, uh, support. Make sure they have the customer support there. That's going to mm-hmm. speak, speci- speak specifically, let's face it, to nonprofits. Uh, what would be the third one? Um, well, I mentioned the the ability to integrate with uh, third integrate other, with other, others other applications. So uh, for a lot of nonprofits, uh, they rely on uh, donations as their sole source of revenue. So they want to make sure that they have a, in place a CRM, um, you know, client relationship management. You know, we call it a constituent relationship management for their donors and volunteers and board members, you know, making sure that they're able to uh, reach out to those constituents and donors, um, solicit donations, market the nonprofit. If they have any kind of fundraising event, being able to track who attended the event. Uh, and uh, send out receipts in, to the to their donors and thanking them for the donations and and just making sure that the nonprofit is um, making the donor aware how thankful they are for their donations. You know, and that ties into accounting too because you know in in a system like QuickBooks, you know you could have someone who maybe uh, you're providing them some sort of service. And so you might get revenue from John Smith for a service that you're providing. That revenue coming from John Smith is not a charitable contribution. A school is a perfect example. You know, you have a nonprofit school where parents are paying tuition for their children. So the nonprofit has to track revenue coming in from the families that their kids are attending the school. And the tuition is not a charitable gift, even though the school is nonprofit. But if this, the parents turn around and make a donation to the school, that is a charitable contribution. So the accounting software has to give the fiscal directors, the nonprofit, the ability to segregate types of revenue. And this is a uh, tuition revenue, room and board, you know, everything related to the services they provide as a school, and then be able to segregate the the donations that came in from the families or anyone else who's making a donation. And a, a, a product like QuickBooks cannot do that. Everything, gotcha. everything comes in as a sales receipt or donor receipt, whatever whatever they call it, if it's a nonprofit yep. version. So the third one would be in, that we talked about was integration with other software. So fourth one I think could be, from my experience with other software is uh, transitioning. So how, what is, you know, usually, you know, how are we going to get the data It's in what we have? How are we going to set up the new system? Mm-hmm. What's your setup procedure like? 
Um, how do you help us do that? How do you, or do, how do you do that for us? Is that accurate to say? Yes. Um, you know, depending on the nonprofit and what system they're coming from, um, some organizations will want to convert a certain number of years of data. Other organizations want, want a clean slate because whatever they were using prior to making that transition to a new system is not reliable. So they, it's difficult to convert something that they don't really know if what they're converting is accurate. And so they might have a cutoff. If their fiscal year ends in December, they start the new system in January and finish up their old fiscal year in the old system and basically just shut it down and then start fresh with a new system. Then, of course, if you want a data conversion, you want uh, you have to make sure that the old system can export the data that you need to convert. There's always going to be um, a, a field mapping of, you know, uh, all the data from the old system needs to map into the data fields in the new system. And when you're working with a product like QuickBooks, moving to a nonprofit accounting system, regardless of what it is, you're moving from what's referred to as a flat chart of accounts, you know, where you have a telephone expense, a rent expense, a utility expense, and then you have to convert that to the new system where that telephone expense is broken down into four categories. The rent expense broken down into however many different categories. So if the old system did not properly classify those expenses, then it would be difficult to convert. I mean, you can convert it as a single line, but it, it really would be meaningless in the new system if it's not broken down by uh, the proper uh, functional area. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of experience going with different softwares and uh, not accounting, uh, this type of accounting software, but like I remember for a CRM system, we were using Microsoft Dynamics, mm -hmm. which now is, is, I forget what they call it now. So it was a very, very, just like QuickBooks, kind of built for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I went to, then we switched to a company called uh, Velocify, uh, which is a uh, software that's specifically built for our industry. And what I, what I was really amazed with was like the amount of knowledge that they knew in that vertical market that we needed, like the amount of, you know, how you set things up. And so we, when we moved from Microsoft Dynamics to Philosophy, it was like they knew exactly our business. Mm -hmm. And I would say our business got so much better, you know, instantly. And that happened to me a number of times where we went from one software to another and how that had such a huge effect on our ability to be able to get things done. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um, you know, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I would say the one thing there, there are times when you say is, oh, yeah, well, I used to do it this way and it was so much better. And then you go to the new system, and you're like, oh, it's so much more complicated. And then after a while, after you start working with the new software, you're like, oh, I get why they did what they did. Oh, it's, it's because it affects all these other areas. Exactly. And yeah. uh, so, I, I mean, I'm a big proponent of going with an, an industry-specific software. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, I, I talk to accountants all the time, and a lot of them say, well, QuickBooks works. There's no problem with using QuickBooks. And, and you know, I, I, I query them. So how do you get the proper financial reports? Oh, well, we dump it into Excel, and, you know, we've got macros, and it does everything you, you want. And so my answer to that is, 
wouldn't it be easier instead of dumping it into into Excel and creating your macros and generating your reports if the software you're using has everything you need to generate the reports? And you know, of course, they can't answer no. It's not easier, but lots of times they're stuck in their ways, and you know, they 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 know QuickBooks and they don't want to deal with having to learn a new system. And I always yeah. draw the analogy of, you know, if I if I had to cut my front lawn and it was you know 10 by 10 i could put i could use a uh, small push mower and i'd get the job done but if i was trying to mow you know the the fifth fairway around the corner five, you know par five four hundred and ninety yard fairway with my little push mower it's going to take me a lot longer you know so it's all about using the proper tools yeah you, you do get set in your ways where you're mm-hmm. like uh you just don't know how much easier it could be. Right. Oh, yeah, and it, exactly. And I think that really changes that yeah. I have never made a switch from one software to another that's verticalized that I studied. And I say, this is what I want, want and not been thrilled with the change. Yeah, you know, well, it, it's, it, it is an investment in time. You know, obviously you need to learn the new system, but uh, when when you do make the switch and if you're committed to make the switch, it, it does make everyone's life a lot easier because they could very easily generate, you know, reports on each of their programs, prepare for their audits, you know, do grant reporting. And overall, it just makes, you know, their jobs easier because they have better tools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we have we have just a couple of minutes left. Is, is there any last thoughts that you have on kind of looking at software? Yeah. Um, before we connected, Steve, I, I went online and just Googled best accounting software for nonprofits. And you really need to be careful with, with, with the results that you get, because almost er- I'd say three out of four of the sites that I visited, every application except for maybe one or two were generic software packages, QuickBooks, Xero, FreshBooks. They're all really good accounting systems but they don't have any nonprofit capability. So if you are looking for nonprofit specific accounting software, you want to try to fight through the noise and focus on a company, you know, whether it's Arrays, whether it's Blackboard or Abila or AccuFund or MIP, well, MIP and Abila are the same thing. But there are a lot of companies out there that that's their primary focus, accounting software for nonprofits. So, you know, they, a lot of them have um, similar capabilities as a raise as fast fund. Some of them are a little less sophisticated. Some of them are a little bit more sophisticated, but you really want to focus on accounting software that has nonprofit functionality, not any off the shelf package that they try to manipulate and get nonprofit reports or nonprofit accounting out of it. Yeah, my, my advice too would be two things. Uh, one, when you go to your trade shows, a lot of times there's accounting software mm-hmm. companies there. Number three is look at three companies. You know, speak oh, to speak, speak yeah. to three companies. Yeah, yeah. you definitely want to do some comparison. Yeah, and of course, check references. Yeah, excuse me, I just sneezed. Um, <laughs> very good. Well, listen, that's all. The, that's all the time we have today. And I'd like to thank so very much Joe Scarano from Arrays, R-A-I-Z-E, for coming on to today's podcast. And, of course, 
uh, Arrays happens to be uh, the sponsor of our podcast too. But, uh, you know, again, Joe's the expert. So that's why I kind of asked him to come on and talk about this. And if you're interested, please go to Arrays, A-R-A-I-Z-E.com to learn more about Joe's company's product. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to give us a review on your podcasting app to help us get the word out. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your uh, organization, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Joe, uh, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, uh, how would they go about doing that? Well, the best thing to do is go to our website, arrays.com, or they can send an email uh, to sales at arrays.com, and uh, I'd love to be able to help them out. Well, good job today, Joe. Great. Great. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Yep. I want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to wish everybody a very happy, healthy new year. 